We are back on the Big Wake Up Call. I'm Ryan Gatenby, and time to get to my next guest. He is one of the nation's most renowned civil rights leaders and a popular TV and radio host. He's the author of a new book, Rise Up, Confronting a Country at the Crossroads, which is now available. And we're going to visit with the Reverend Al Sharpton, and welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Happy to be with you. How are you doing, Reverend? How are things where you are? Everything is uh, fine. I'm in New York City today. Certain areas are a little uptick, so there's concern. But generally, the city's coming back slowly but surely. Quite an unusual past few days, Reverend. I don't think we've ever had a weekend like we just had in our lifetimes. What do you make of the current state of the nation like right now at this very moment? I think that we are in a very unstable time. People are not uh, sure where the country is going, which is one of the reasons I wrote the book, because I think in this instability, we can tend to go backwards rather than continue to go forward. And we can be exploited by those that want to, in our hate, make us uh, retrace many of the things that I think that we ought to continue to do in terms of um, protecting the rights and advancements of people, regardless of race, gender, or orientation sexually. It seems like we had made quite a bit of progress during the Obama administration just to see everything rolled back. Can we? How can we just continue to go back and forth like this with uh, you know making progress and then having another administration just try to try to erase everything? Well, I think the way we do that is by standing up and not letting them do that. You are exactly right. Uh, uh, you know, I started in civil rights when I was uh, 12 years old, 13. I became a Jesse Jackson, youth director in New York. Mm-hmm. And uh, from the King movement, this was the year after King was killed, from the King movement all the way to the uh, eight years of President Obama, and I had a lot of access to the president as head of National Action Network, and uh, he came to our convention twice as president. So I, I write about a lot of it in the book. I saw some real change, incremental in some cases, uh, leaps in others. But we had moved where not only rights for blacks, but rights for Latinos, rights for women, rights for LGBTQ, was moving up the ladder. Things like marriage, police reform, consent decrees, health care. Uh, we got the first uh, Affordable Health Care Act passed. Uh, all moving forward. And then when Donald Trump came in, who I've known for 35 years, marched, saw, demonstrated against, had uh, uh, interaction uh, with him when he was changing and said he had changed anyway to be a Democrat. I write about a lot of our conversations down through the years in the book. He came and took the country a total different way, uh, ending consent degrees that the uh, Justice Department had put on uh, cities that had a pattern of police abuse, uh, took withdrew from uh, the Justice Department, withdrew from lawsuits uh, about voting rights that they felt certain states had put in certain impediments to people's right to vote. All of these things were inside of three and a half years. So that's where the book came from. I said we are confronting a nation at the crossroads, and we have to decide as a nation what we're going to stand for, And then we must rise up and stand for that. 
And the bad news is that Trump came and changed a lot of things or attempted to change. The good news is it makes everyone have to take a choice. And that's what I'm trying to do in the book. And I ended by giving them certain ways they can do it. Everyone's not going to lead a march. Everyone's not going to have access to media. Everyone's not going to a rally. But everyone can talk in their household, to their neighbor, in their social media friends about what we need to do and register and vote and get people out there and get people active to the degree they can because their very lives depend on it. We talk about doing it for the forefathers who pay the price. Do it for yourself as well. I do see some community organizing in my area, and my neighborhood is uh, is mostly white and uh, Latino. And you will see we'll see signs for the candidates. We will see Black Lives Matter, but I don't see a whole lot of a uh, community organization. What what could someone do today that's more than just you know putting a, a sign in their front yard? They can organize. You need organization. That's why we built National Action Network. You start with three or four people. I think people have the misconception that you need hundreds of thousands to build an organization. Start with two or three like-minded people and then start activities and you will pick up people as you go. But you need organizational structure to survive when the attention is not on you. One of the reasons why a lot of victims of police brutality or racial violence call me and National Action Network is we have a structure. We're there when there is no limelight. We help families even after the media is gone. Uh, We provide services. And you want to have an organization uh, that will organize in a community, serve in a community, so when election time comes or when an issue comes, people already know you and trust you and therefore are influenced by you because you are there in season and out of season. And, well, we hear so much right now about uh, we need a change in, in national leadership to get the ball rolling. I don't think people focus enough, like, the change you can make. It can be as simple as, uh, you know, changing the aldermen in your community can be a great first step toward just making local changes that can lead to greater ones. All politics is local. Former House Speaker Tim O'Neill said it starts policing is, is a local decision. Uh, a lot of the things that concern us are local. Yes, we need to have a new president, in my opinion, but you have to vote all the way down to the bottom of the ticket. That's who decides zoning, which businesses can be in your community or what's residential. That's who decides the schooling. That's who decides what small businesses are allowed in your area. So you've got to take all of that into effect. And I say to people all the time that to not select those people is to say you don't want any say-so in your life. It's not like those decisions are not going to be made because you decided not to vote. They're just going to be made without your vote, and you're going to be left with whoever everybody else put up there to make decisions on your life, where your kids will go to school, what kind of schooling is going to be, where the street light will be. If you have that low self-esteem that you don't want to express your opinion and weigh in on how your life is going to be conducted, then it only gives a statement about yourself. The new book is Rise Up, Confronting a Country at the Crossroads. The author, of course, is my guest, the Reverend Al Sharpton. And thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you for having me.